0: Guys, I have something to tell you. I love skies. All skies. Yes, I'm going to tell you that and more. Today I'm babe! I love skies. I love foliage too. And I am turning into my mother. Slowly but surely. Things that I used to make fun of my mother for are are happening to me now on a daily basis. I find that if I see a tree with like exquisitely bright yellow or red leaves. I'll have to tell Eric, look, look at the tree, look at the tree, tree. I have. I can't let a tree pass without pointing out that it's fucking gorgeous to whoever I'm with, whether they care or not. So that's something my mom would do. She does it with skies, though. Not so much leaves, although today she did it with a tree. How, would you look at that tree? Oh, my God, the colors. Yeah, the colors. (laughs) I'm turning. I'm my mother's son. That's for sure. So, uh, but she loves skies. When I lived in Florida, I don't know if like the sky is better in Orlando, but when I lived in Florida, um, there would be some amazing sunsets, breathtaking. And my mother would make such a big fucking deal out of the, (gasps) oh my God, would you look at that? Now, how can people look at a sky like that and question if there's a God? She would ask. (laughs) Oh, I can think of a million people who would. But yeah, look at the sky. Look at that sky. I'm taking pictures of skies. She used to take pictures of... uh, She'd show me pictures of trips, and there'd be random skies. And finally, one day, she just blurted it out. I love skies! Which is the most... Uh, if I eulogize my mother, I love skies is going to probably be the first sentence because it speaks to this childlike wonder that my mother has. Uh, It's kind of Edith Bunker-like. You like just the simple things, little things. Would you look at that tree? (gasps) Look at that sky. And so she loves skies. And I questioned her on this, like sunsets. And she revealed any sky, really any sky is beautiful mostly sunsets and sunrise but oh my god would you look at the color honey look at this see if you can see this she used to call me look out the window can you you see just look look to the north do you see the pinks the purples i'll never forget we were on a boat a scenic boat tour in winter park florida (laughs) where no one was talking and there was a, a a uh, boat captain who was saying you know to the left is this to the right is this and a lot of very wealthy people and some some beautiful uh, old southern style homes were on the water and in a silent boat all you can hear is the motor you hear my mother scream the homes <laughs> so it's like the leaves the skies The homes. And I find myself doing this all the time, especially with around this mid-October, looking at the leaves kind of shit. And some people don't give a shit about the leaves, mainly everyone, but also my husband. And he's like, yeah, the the leaves, babe, like he could care less, but I, I have to point it out. So today I went and, uh, oh my God, me and my mom on adventures, adventures in marijuana land. Uh, I actually was looking up terms like slang terms for, uh, for weed. And of course there's like dope, weed, reefer, Mary Jane. And then I saw one, the devil's lettuce. Who calls it that? What loser calls pot the devil's lettuce? But anyway, my mom is uh, doing great and I wanted to let you know. And then I thought there's a lot of things I want to let you know. Like, how are things going since babe started? You must be wondering. So I'm going to pretty much just riff here. I don't have a lot of uh, I don't have like a big announcement right now. I'm just going to catch you up on some some stuff going on with me. Uh, And I'll start with I Love Skies. My mother is just, what does it take to become a saint? Like you have to perform how many miracles? Like she is on her way. She, my mom is the sweetest person I have ever met in my life. Just as sweet and kind. And she actually said something mean today though. We were in the Starbucks drive through and I asked her if she watched Trump on 60 Minutes. And she said, oh, I can't look at him. I want to punch him. What? <laughs> usually when she says shit like that, she'll follow up with, um, you know, I, I, I hate to call her this, but she's stupid. And, you know, forgive me for calling her that. I usually don't call people stupid. No, she just wants to punch Trump in the face. My sainted mother wants to take a fist, ball up a fist and punch that motherfucker in the face. So anyway, she I guess she's not up for sainthood if she's punching Trump. But. Maybe she is. Who knows? She's just so sweet. And in September, uh, she went to the Dent Neurologic uh, Institute or clinic. And uh, we all go there. I went there for my um, cervical spine surgery. My dad goes for his Parkinson's and my mom goes for chronic pain. Fun. And uh, they are the ones that prescribed the um, the medical cannabis for my mother so she's on on the stuff and it wasn't working so well so we went back to get it tweaked a little bit and uh, it's really I'm going to teach you something here there are all different types of ratios because from the marijuana they extract two derivatives they extract THC and CBD so she was on a type of oil called Harmony these all have really great names. So you have to go to a dispensary, and there's two in town. One mixes the cannabis with uh, alcohol, <laughs> and one with coconut oil. So the uh, Dent, Dr. Emily at Dent said try uh, the place that mixes it with the coconut oil. It tastes better because you have to hold the oil under your tongue for two minutes which uh, my mother sets a timer, two minutes, and there there she's done. So she was on Harmony, which was a one-to-one ratio of THC and CBD. Um, I'll read to you from the pamphlet. A perfect balance of THC and CBD that promotes well-being with subtle euphoric effects and moderate side effects. And it's for people with... Multiple sclerosis, irritable bowel syndrome, chronic pain—that's And that's what she had. Um, and uh, but it really—it wasn't really. She had. She didn't have a lot of pain. She couldn't tell if it was helping or not, though. Uh, and then uh, they told us at the dispensary at her dealer. Her dealer told us, and I wish she had a dealer, but it's actually a very beautiful spa-like place called MedMen. You have to get buzzed in. There's like a huge security guard there named Sean who stands watch. Then there's a guy, Tony, who does all the communicating with the pharmacists. It's very um, there's something very the Sopranos about this guy, his gold chain and hairy chest included. But anyway, uh, we switch to awake. So this is a 20 to one ratio, 20. THCs, (laughs) THCs, <laughs> now I'm showing my ignorance, to one CBD. It's appropriate for daytime treatment that provides an uplifting effect with moderate cognitive side effects, which is great because cognitively, my mom's not doing so well. We actually took her for a neuro, uh, neuropsych eval yesterday, also at Dent, and uh, uh, it was sad. It's sad to get old. It's sad to forget things. It's sad not to remember Um, and to be struggling and searching and staring into the sky, trying to remember, uh, little things like how to draw 10 after 11 on a clock with hands, or, you know, do you remember what happened on September 11th, 2001? Uh, I know I'm supposed to know. I, I really, wait, was it? no. Okay. So that was painful to sit through. But now we're on, what is it called? Harmony? No, Awake. We're on Awake. So my mom and I went to uh, Dent and talked to Dr. Emily and then went right to the dispensary to buy some Awake. And then we went back to her house and I made like, helping my mom do marijuana, do marijuana. We're going to do marijuana, uh, helping my mom remember if she took it. Because sometimes she'll say, you know, I don't even remember if I took it this morning, if I took the marijuana. So that's bad. So I made a grid where she just has to X, eight in the morning, eight at night. Put an X after you take the drops. X, X, X. And then we started a marijuana folder. So she's got a folder with all the information and some great articles about um, the aging population and medicinal cannabis. And then she's like, what are are some of the side effects of the THC? Because she's on way more of that now than the CBD. I like saying CBD. I wish she was on more of that. But uh, the THC. So I'm telling her um, that it's sedation is one. And euphoria is one. <laughs> Hunger. So I'm thinking of all the times I smoked pot. I think I smoked my first joint when I was 15, maybe, and could not handle it, could never handle it. It was just a, a hot mess all the time, like, like bl- blurting out laughter in people's faces or getting so stoned that I couldn't walk. <laughs> Excellent. So... I'm not made for drugs or alcohol, that's for sure. But I was just thinking like, my God, again, my mom hallucinating, perhaps, or thinking the cops are outside her door, or maybe that her neighbor Patty is looking through the window. What kind of, what kind of paranoia is my mom going to experience? And then, of course, hunger, and she doesn't really have much of an appetite these days. So I'm thinking, this is great. Lots of frozen burritos from We Never Close on Elmwood. Uh, just heat them up or eat them frozen. Because I know I used to do that. So I'm explaining the side effects of, of weed to my mom. And she's just so grateful. And she's so, I could never do this without you. And like, I'll go down in history as the guy that got my mom, you know, hooked on the devil's lettuce. (laughs) <laughs> who calls it that. No one calls. A nun would call it that. Or or an 83-year-old woman, probably. So so my mom is on, hopefully, the correct ratio of medicinal cannabis to help her with her back pain, her stomach pain, and her memory. Um, Dr. Emily told us that medicinal cannabis is going to soon start being used for people with dementia. And I don't think my mom has dementia, but she definitely has mem- memory loss. And if this can I don't know. I don't know how it could help, though, because believe me, when I was stoned, I couldn't remember my own, whether to wind my ass or scratch my watch. So that's Reefer Madness. My dad, who felt, remember, what was I to do? (laughs) What was I to do? well my dad is a champ he's a fucking champ and he loves life and so my mom's a saint and my dad loves life and loves to go out and do things with his buddies and be at tops and be at paula's donuts and and buy one banana from aldi and go to tim hortons and have soup he likes to be in his car moving around so when he broke his hip i uh, it was a pretty long road. He broke his hip at the end of June, and then July, August, September, he was pretty much housebound, uh, And but practicing walking around. He would walk 20 times from the kitchen to the dining room to the living room to the kitchen to the dining room to the living room. He would do exercises at the sink, and he had a walker. And then one day, he said, I'm not using the walker anymore. I'm using a, a, a cane A cane with four legs. So this cane, you know, he was my dad was cheating, too. He'd be walking through the house, but he was sort of like putting on the Ritz like he had the cane, but it was up off the ground, like ready to (laughs) ready to do some sort of soft shoe. I'm like, Dad, the cane's not touching the floor. You're using it as a a prop, really. He's like, oh, they say I don't need this anymore. There was always they. They, the PT guy, or the the PA at the surgeons, they say. But guess what? When you get to be, uh, well... Not my age. When you get to be my parents' age, here's a word of advice. Go on every appointment with them. Write shit down. Write it down for them. Explain to them what the doctor said. Because I'll tell you, they don't remember or they, they change it to something miraculous. Like, she said I could drive. Like, huh, yeah, no, she didn't say you could drive at all. She said you can't drive, actually. So things this summer were bleak. My dad couldn't drive. My mom couldn't walk. But now she's on the junk and my dad can drive. He doesn't need his cane. He's very unsteady. Like it would make you nervous to watch him walk. But he seems to know what he's doing. And there is no telling this guy to slow down. He'll die trying, I'll tell you. So he's out doing all kinds of things. Um, he's not golfing or boxing because my dad has Parkinson's, so he was boxing. And boxing for Parkinson's is great for your memory, for, for your hand-eye coordination, for your balance. So I think he'll be getting back to that. So my dad really has worked hard to get his life back, and I, I admire him. My, my dad has a can-do attitude. He was uh, my dad was really, really poor when he was growing up, like like eating out of the garbage, poor, like living in tenements, living on the street with my grandmother, poor hopping trains. I don't know if if he is romanticizing that a little bit or not, but um, they were they were very, very poor. And he never complains about it. And he just goes about life with tenacity. So my dad is out. I think he's out right now buying a banana. My mom is home reading articles about marijuana. My parents are doing well. They need me a little less, but they, they do need me to go on these appointments. So what was I to do? The answer was to help your fucking parents, uh, but they're they're doing pretty well. They're doing pretty well. How am I, you might be asking yourself. I am pain free. I'm going to say that again. I am pain free and I am, I'm off my pain meds. Not that I was on like some crazy opioids, but I was on uh, like 1800 milligrams of gabapentin, which I did not like being on at all. Uh, And who do I have to thank? What do I have to thank for being pain free? Oh, you guessed it. Balls to the floor. It's yoga. And yoga is, is something that we, um, we might know that I've struggled with in the past because there's for a lot of reasons. I'm not a very serious person and I feel like there's you're in a sacred space when you are practicing yoga. And my yoga therapist, like let's not get it twisted. I'm not in a yoga class yet. I'm not good enough yet. I'm not flexible. I've never seen tighter hamstrings, said Lizzie D, my yoga therapist. And I love Lizzie D. She's so zen. She's so positive and she's so smart oh my god she will just move like my my i think she calls it my big toe mound (laughs) which reminds me of the folds in your neck but she'll move just my big toe mound on the strap or she'll say like turn your thigh towards the wall and i can move it like just like a millimeter and she'll be like yep that's better like she's really really smart and and knows a lot about the body it's actually pretty funny sometimes she'll be like That pose looks great, but you're going to want to just put your pelvis forward, tighten your shoulder blades, put your palms up, put your chin down, move your feet in closer together. I feel like in Auntie Mame when Agnes Gooch appears at the top of the stairs all dressed up and uh, Mame is like... Oh, no, 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 Agnes, head up, dear, shoulders back, tummy in. And she puts her in this position where she can barely walk down the stairs. And I kind of feel like that's how it is with me in yoga. I'm the Agnes Gooch, the Countess de Gooch of yoga. Head back, eyes up, shoulders tight, palms up, hips in, calves out, toe mound down, sweetie. So I'm learning. I'm learning, but I feel Really good. There are times where I I am so grateful that I can walk a long distance or stand for one, two, three hours at a time without sitting down because I couldn't I couldn't stand and I couldn't walk. Uh, I was crawling and lying down on the floor (laughs) a lot. Uh, I'm just so grateful. I'm grateful every minute I can do that. And, uh, it's really, it's reframed it for me. So the fact that I can do yoga and I can do a lunge or I can do a, although the poses that are like probably the easiest yoga poses in the world, like child's pose. I'm like, what? It, it hurts, it hurts, it hurts. <laughs> why, does, why does a child's pose hurt? I like the corpse pose always. That's my favorite. Um, because you're just lying there breathing. I'm, I like to, I'm moving my eyes, just my eyes. And uh, I, Lizzie D always wants to know how my practice is going. And I just love that I have a, a practice. Like, yeah, it's my yoga practice, everybody. Motherfuckers. So watch out. I went and bought my own yoga blocks and my own yoga mat and a strap. I have my own strap. And I used to really not like yoga Cause it was hard and it's still hard. And I, my hamstrings are still really tight, but I have this body, right? Well, this is going to be a segue, honey. I have this body. It's 47 years old and it's already had some fucked up stuff happen to it. Right. Um, crippling pain, crawling through my house. And then my surgery, uh, let's not forget two plates and six screws in this neck. And, uh, but you know what? It doesn't hurt at all. And, other than the scar that you can, (laughs) you can see it, but I don't care. I don't care. It's, it's not pretty, but it's really not ugly either. It's just a scar. Uh, but I'm 47 and my kid is three. So let's do some math. When he is graduating from high school, I will be 60 fucking two years old. At graduation, hey, look at me, fun dad of, a, of an 18-year-old. I'm only 62. <laughs> Plates and screws and scars. I actually want to look. I'm going to Google later hot 62-year-olds just to see what that looks like. Through the magic of editing, I have Googled hot 62-year-olds. Damn, these hot dads over 60 have still got it. Here's who we have. Um, Pierce Brosnan, yeah, he's hot. Jeff Goldblum, Um eh, yeah he's hot denzel denzel washington michael keaton hot jeff bridges also hot joe biden not hot i'm sorry 75 years old kevin costner no he okay richard gear 68 and he can still get it i'm sure of that uh brian cranston he's hot bruce springsteen eternally hot Bruce Willis, I love Bruce Willis in Moonlighting, but at 62, I don't know if he's hot. Samuel L. Jackson, yeah, he can get it. Sting, oy, oy, oy. he and his wife have tantric sex, I've read. Ted Danson, uh, didn't, he, wasn't he, didn't he do blackface once? If he did, I, I can't like him. Harrison Ford, hot, but he's starting to look like an old lesbian, sorry. Mark Harmon, hot. Tom Selleck, I don't agree with his politics, but hot. Liam Neeson, well hung and hot. And that's it. So I'm going to be like these guys. I could see Liam Neeson at a kid's graduation and and people not looking at him thinking, what an old fucking dad this kid has. Here's the thing. I'm 47 and I'm not hot now. So I have to be I have to become hot. (laughs) Uh, Just kidding. I just have to become healthy. I have to become healthy and um, not heavily medicated. And well, I am heavily medicated now. So I just have to be healthy and live a long time. And there's another reason to to stay fit. So I love yoga. I have my practice. And Lizzie D says, by winter, I might be ready, ready for a class with normal humans. Because right now it's one on one and it's an hour and it's amazing, but it's quiet. And I want to be where the people are. I want to be the aerial of yoga. I'm the I'm the Countess de Gooch. And the aerial of yoga. So, uh, but here's another reason to, to slim down. A request has been made that Mamie make an appearance. And I said, what did I say? Ooh, what did he say? Did he say yes or no? I said yes! May of 2019, I got a call from a Symphony Bar, my drag queen friend who used to work at Burger King and give us free food and asked me if I would be in a in a show like in a couple weeks. It was like, oh, fuck. No. First of all, no, I don't. You don't want to see this fatty running around the stage, although I could make it into a shtick. But uh, I want to I want to I want to have some energy on stage and I don't want to be slumping around. So, uh Symphony said, if you're not ready for uh, a couple weeks from now, that's totally I was going to be a judge, too, in a pageant, which please sign me up to be a judge in a drag pageant. Um, May of 2019, there is the Mr. And Miss Gay Buffalo pageant. And Mamie will be making a gallant return, a glamorous return to the stage. So. I'm gonna have a fucking dress made. I'm gonna have some couture on, and I'm gonna have a wig made, and I'm gonna have shoes that match the dress, and I am gonna I'm gonna not have a belly. And I actually have been doing pretty well. Eric and I joined Weight Watchers a year ago and we each lost about thirty pounds, but we have plateaued the dreaded Weight Watchers Plateau. And uh, who am I kidding? And I've I plateaued and gained. <laughs> I probably gained like nine pounds. So 21, I've lost 21 pounds. I like the math of 30 pounds, but maybe she's got to show these kids what it's all about. I'm going to sing live. What should I do? What number should I do? Um, I thought I might do an homage to Frozen and do uh, uh, like a big icy bang of let it go because my son loves let it go. Uh, And I thought maybe I could do this for him because I'm never mark my words. I will appear on stage in May of 2019. Mamie returns and I, you will never see her again. <laughs> I will grow my beard back and I will put on my sweatshirt and shorts and I will no longer be wearing couture. I will. But I'm doing it. I'm really excited. I have a, like almost a, well, what is it? Seven, eight months to plan. Seven months. So I can do it. But I actually really am using this as a goal. Like I want to be for my first attempt at weight loss was because I wanted to get laid. I really wanted dates and gay people are shallow. Gay men are shallow. Gay women are not shallow. Gay men are shallow at times, not to insult all my gay men friends, but come on, guys, we are pigs when it comes to the men. And uh, so I I was fat and gay and nobody saw me. I was thin and gay. And then I was able to have many dates with many people. And then I met Eric and then I got fat again. (laughs) So uh, I really lost weight to find a man. The second time I lost weight or wanted to lose weight was for my son, and thirty pounds is, I guess, nothing to laugh at. But I definitely could lose thirty more. Um, but now I'm, I'm, I'm want my new goal, other than living to be a hundred, of course, and being one of the hot dads on Google, is um, to do drag in in May. Mamie, the return. I have had friends say they will fly to Buffalo to see this, so I have to deliver the fucking goods. My eyelashes need to reach to the back row of whatever auditorium another here's the thing (laughs) picture if you will the 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 shitty stage and the folding chairs that i will be doing this uh number or couple of numbers to uh this is buffalo drag but i think it's going to be it's going to be fun i i think a lot of people will come so so babe mamie's coming back next year keep your eye out keep your eye on the news i'm sure it'll make the news Anyway, speaking of hot dads, if if you're if you're familiar with Daddy Finger, (laughs) which is uh, the horrifying making it makes no sense at all, the finger family uh, that my son watches on YouTube, you might be familiar with some other crazy bullshit on YouTube. And Jack has gone through many YouTube phases. He went through uh, a frozen Moana phase. So it was lots of clips and it's edits because you can't play the whole movie. It's illegal on YouTube. So it's quick edits of the whole movie. So it's a two hour, hour and a half experience in about 37 minutes. So words are cut out of songs, whole scenes are edited, and it's it's fucked up because when you hear the real version, you're like, oh, this is really kind of long. I don't remember it being this long. It's because you're watching these bootleg versions of it to confuse father and son alike. Next, he was really into Lori Berkner. If you look up Lori Berkner, you'll find hundreds of videos where the the lyrics are so simple. Um, I'm mad that I didn't write this shit. I think she actually tours. I think someone told me she played Carnegie Hall full of kids. But she sings songs like... um, the airplane song, um, gold a pig on my head, goldfish on my head. Um, Victor Vito. These are these are her her big hits, and it's her a uh, uh, sort of dowdy woman on the keyboard, and then various guitar players. She had one guitar player who was sort of schlumpy, uh, and then replaced him with kind of a cool one. But they perform in front of a green screen. And she has a legion of little kids. It looks like a Benetton ad. Children from all parts of the globe playing together in harmony, jumping up and down. Uh, Where are the dinosaurs? We are the dinosaurs. Marching, marching. We are the dinosaurs. What do you think of that? We are the dinosaurs. Marching, marching. We are the dinosaurs. We make the earth flat. So does she think the earth is flat, though? Like, I don't understand. But again, I could write these lyrics in my sleep. And I'm mad that I didn't get to. So he loved Lori Berkner. Lori Berkner, dinosaurs. And then he was going on a bear hunt. And the bear hunt has a dark cave. So he sort of became afraid of the dark because of the dark cave. I keep telling him we live in a city, not a jungle. There there are no caves. There are no bears. There are no lions. Uh, And then he segued out of that into this world of ABC Kids TV. Now now titled Coco Melon. And this is some fucked up shit, let me tell you. There's a family, and if you follow me on Facebook, you'll know I find the father strangely hot. He's a hot ginge who... um wears like a a plaid button down shirt and and really tight khaki pants and he's got a a cool metrosexual haircut and he's just super fun and he's got blue eyes you could lose yourself in and this is the kind of shit I have to think about to get myself through these videos because there are there are hundreds of them some of them you actually do some learning sorry excuse me please and thank you can be learned. Lots of colors, lots of uh, number learning, but it's a mommy and daddy and brother, sister, baby. So the trouble here is Jack has two daddies. He didn't have a mommy and a daddy. So he's been watching probably for the last month, this cocoa Melon and <sighs> I can't even believe these words are coming out of my mouth. Coco Melon. But uh, he asks me, like, do I have a mommy or, you know, I want a brother like he's this is the the nuclear. So he's really sort of like pushed us into you're adopted. And here's the story, which we've been telling him since he was born that his mommy chose us to be his dada and daddy. But now because of fucking cocoa Melon, the mommy is really throwing everybody off. So, um, we have this conversation and he, he really is not absorbing it at all. Um, he just wants to sing along, please. And thank you, or sorry, excuse me. And I'm saying, you know, adoption, you know, I'm trying, I'm telling him all about adoption and he's paying no attention. But anyway, this family has caused trouble in my home. Um, uh, I'm just kidding. We've been really open about the fact that he's adopted since day one. Here's your adoption story. I remember uh, Zach at Adoption Star, who's going to be my new boss, said during classes that you should tell your child their adoption story every single day. So we kind of do, uh, just so that it's it's uh something that he's always grown up with but uh, right now he doesn't really care so we've moved out of daddy finger and the surprise egg videos and johnny johnny yes papa which uh, is just it's abusive it's a, it's child abuse to make to let your child watch this shit so but now we're watching coco melon and the dad is kind of hot so uh and i think he's kind of i think he's kind of gay if if you watch some of the, the, the things he does for fun, <laughs> he's moving into gay territory. That's all I'm saying. So that's super fun. Jackson, my son, is becoming uh, an empathetic little being. And uh, I'll tell you a funny story. His birthday party was epic this year. We invited... I'm going to say, and please don't judge us, I think we invited 100, about 150 people <laughs> to his party. I, I, my friend Abby's like, how do you even stand to know 150 people? Like, I fucking hate people, and I, I know four people. You, you know 150 to invite to a party? But uh, it's the last of the big parties, we swore, and it was tough. You know, It was a lot of work, a lot of entertaining, a lot of output, and when we got home, Eric and I did not want to look at each other at all. And, uh, we were sniping at each other a little bit and we were sitting on the couch with Jackson in the middle and we were doing a little sniping and I'm not, I'm ashamed, but emotions are okay. Uh, and Jackson was staring at me cause I just snapped. I'm like, I don't fucking get you, I, I just, I said something really loud. And Jackson said, Dada, you angry? And I said, you know what? Yes, I am angry. Great job identifying that emotion. And he said, you angry at Dada? <laughs> yes, I am. I am angry at Dada. I am. I'm angry at Dada, but I. it doesn't mean I don't love him. We get angry with you, but it means nothing. It means that we're angry in the moment. We We love you. I love Dada, even though I'm angry at Dada right now. And then he looked up at Eric and said, dada you make daddy sad (laughs) and the two of us stared at each other wide-eyed like oh fuck there's like a third person in our house now that like reads us like he knows what we're saying to each other and he picks up on it and it either bothers him or doesn't bother him but he's calling us out on our shit There's a third person in the house because when they when when they're a newborn and an infant, there's not a person in your house. There's just a little a little poopy machine who eats every two hours. And then when they're, you know, four to six months, a year, they're they're crawling, but they're oblivious to anything going on. We have not stopped swearing at home, which we're going to have to stop swearing soon uh because he had i he has okay we were driving and we were just looking out the window and chatting and all of a sudden you hear fuck <laughs> come out of the back seat and i looked at eric and i was like oh god did he just say fuck and then he said it again fuck oh okay so we paid. Pay no attention. Pay no never mind to that. We didn't laugh. We didn't make a big deal out of it. And he hasn't said it since. But I'm afraid, like fuck you, Marm, are, is going to be like a number one sentence for him and fuck you Marm is not a good sentence to start off with as a child so uh Marm is good catching up Marm is good he is no longer up for adoption I found out from my friend Scott that there is no blacklist and that I'm not on any do not adopt to this evil man list and really I just asked a question lady batch. so uh yeah I cuddle. I cuddled Marm the other day. Mm-hmm. I went. Did that record in his ear? That's loving, right? Um, he. I give him free run of the house. We feed him. <laughs> we take him outside. We do the things you do. But you know what? Jackie really does love Marm, and it would be. Uh, how would we explain? To an adopted child that we put our dog up for adoption because we thought he was unhappy or for whatever reason. So the the universe took control and got me yelled at by the meanest lady on the planet. She will remain nameless. (coughs) Buddy, second chance. Whoops. That slipped out. So Marm is he's right here. Hi, (laughs) Marm. So cute. And Jackson loves Marm. He loves to pet Marm, and he likes to help with Marm. And Marm is here to teach Jackson lessons. And when Mar- Jackson's old enough to listen to my podcast, he'll be old enough to understand that there's only so much love in one person's heart. And sometimes it, it can't extend to this dog. <laughs> but until then, we love Marm, and Marm is here, and he's fine. He's doing great. Like I said, we feed him and take him out and pet him. You know, dog stuff. So, Marm is good. I'm good. Eric is good. Babe, the original Babe. Uh, he, we, I have to bring him on again, uh, because I, I did bring him on for the titular episode and then I edited the fuck out of him because I didn't want him to think it was his show. I wanted him to realize it was mine. So his little jokes got edited, edited out and that's mean. So I'll bring him back. And I want Jack to, I mean, it's annoying, especially if you don't have kids or don't like kids to like put a kid on the air, like now sing this Jack or t- count to 10, but he does deserve a little airtime. So I think I'm going to bring him on. As well. And uh, I guess just the biggest thing is my life is changing. My life is changing. I'm pain free. I am uh, reviving Mamie next year. I'm starting a a new job in less than three weeks, my dream job that I cannot wait to start. I'm so excited. Oh God, I fantasize and I think about what it's going to be like. And I practice. Like what am I? What am I going to say in the phone? Of course, I'm going to be trained, but I'm I'm practicing like what some of the phone calls are going to be like, and what I'll say at training, and what I won't say at training, and I'm going to have my own podcast about adoption, and uh, that's going to be great. I will not be saying the f word on that one. It's going to be professional, so that's going to be interesting. <laughs> No, it's going to be great. It's going to be, oh my God, I'm so excited. So yeah, I'm, I'm in my last two weeks of work and I don't have senioritis. Remember senioritis? Like those last months of your senior year where you can give fuck all and you're, you're, barely doing your work, and you're just out smoking on the porch of St. Joe's. Oh, that was just me. Uh, And paying no attention to your government teacher. That was also just me. But um, yeah, senioritis, it's a a feeling. But I am dedicated to training the amazing new person that's going to be taking the role of training director at Autism Services, uh, a, a very bright young woman named Abby, so, I'm spending every day training her and getting her ready uh, to take over for me. And I'm getting a breakfast pizza. Uh, it's traditional at Autism Services when someone leaves, someone of importance, to throw them a breakfast goodbye party. And that involves breakfast pizza from Tops. And breakfast pizza is so fucking good. There's either the sausage and cheese and egg. Pizza or the bacon one, and they're so good. Oh, God, I dream about breakfast pizza, but I didn't want a breakfast pizza. I told Veronica, my boss, I don't want breakfast pizza because people are going to be sad and we're going to have to hug, and I would just rather do an Irish goodbye and just ghost out of there. But after 13 years, guess what? Veronica said, You're getting a breakfast pizza. So breakfast pizza coming up. It's sort of the death knell. Like, if you're getting a breakfast pizza, you know it's over for you. Like, you only get it if you are leaving. Like, if you do something amazing at work, you do not get a breakfast pizza. But if you leave, (laughs) if you abandon the agency, you get a fun party and delicious breakfast pizza. So I have that to look forward to as well. Uh, I do want to talk a little bit about Weight Watchers and weight and body image uh, soon, because it's just something that I live with every day. And just don't do podcasts about. It's what my blog was about. Me on a diet. I wrote about it for three years. I feel like I exhausted the topic, but there's always still that self hatred lurking in the background. So that's going to be fun. So that's all I have to say. This was a, was it long? I can't I can't tell. There's not a timer on this thing. But thanks for hanging with me while I riffed, and uh, I can't wait to tell you more stuff. All kinds of good things coming up, and. I'll talk to you soon, babe. Bye.